Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mikey intern Ned Reynolds in the studio. It's Friday. Red Friday. I got my red on. Ned, that's uh, more of a magenta. Uh, you have kinda, to be neutral, uh, my kinda, man. I, see a little, I can see a little red in there. Neutral, neutral all the way. <laughs> Ned, Ned's not doing it, but Chiefs take on the Broncos. <laughs> AFC West showdown, Sunday night football. Do you see any kind of places the Chiefs are going to have di- difficulties going into this Everywhere game? Everywhere they're very healthy. They've come into the the bye week was really a, a crucial time for the Chiefs because the bumps and bruises and all the, all the physical disabilities that go with playing pro football have had a couple of weeks or a week and a half anyway to heal. But there is a problem, and it's on the right side of the offensive line where Lucas Niang, who thought he was going to be back, apparently was cleared to play and all that, didn't practice yesterday. And nobody would say why. Well, that that's a red flag right there. Andrew Wiley would likely be the right tackle in that case. Remmers is still on the disabled list. And get Kyle Long in there, but he's not ready. He's not ready to play. Hasn't played in the, over a year, a year and a half, two years almost. So you can't put him in there and expect him to come through. So probably Andrew Wiley, but that's really the only deficiency. Otherwise, the Chiefs are all set to go. Broncos say they're all set to go. Should be a pretty good game. It's going to be a great game. Uh, Denver's got a good D, so hopefully uh, that O-line shows up. It's a good D, but without Von Miller. Yeah, well, I mean, he was kind of getting long in the two, so I wasn't really too scared about Vaughn, but um, especially with the way this guy's in front of the plane. I would be coming in on me. Well, now. hell yeah, I'd be if I we have all of a sudden the door open and Vaughn Miller's standing there staring me down. Hell yeah, I might have to change my pants after that incident, but I'm talking about my Kansas City Chiefs, not me personally. Ned, uh, we also got, uh, it's that time of the year where we really need to start following what's happening with the other teams in the division, uh, where the other AFC West well, teams Well, the AFC Sunday. West is very close. It's very much undecided. The Chiefs do have command right now, but it's not a solid command. That's why this game with Denver is so very important. The Las Vegas Raiders are home. They're playing the Washington football team this weekend. Should be a Raiders win, but then again, it's the NFL. You never know. The Chargers are on the road again. Chargers got walloped by Denver last week. This time, the Chargers are in Cincinnati, and the Bengals are playing very well. Chargers are dogs in this case. So let's see what happens, but yeah, we do have some crucial games going on, and the way this is working out, the rest of the month and into early January will be. In fact, the Chiefs close the season. Their final regular season game is in Denver, and that may be a big one. That could be a big one. You got Cincinnati the week before that, Steelers before that. It's it's going to be a race to the finish, and it definitely felt like that's the way it was going to be all season long. Uh, so speaking of which and speaking of finishing, uh, most of the conferences are having their championship games this weekend, huge weekend. Uh, definitely, when you look at the uh, top four situation, you got two teams playing each other in that situation. One could be knocked out. Who knows? But your thoughts on what's going down? Well, the bowl rankings, which come out Sunday this week, these will be the final bowl rankings. This is when all the bowl games are scheduled and the matchups are made. And at the top of the list, of course, is the final four, which goes for the national championship. That could see a shakeup. Mm-hmm. All five of the power conferences have their championships this weekend. The big one, of course, the headline matches Alabama-Georgia. They'll play in Atlanta. Georgia, a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Don't sell Bama short, guys. It's Alabama. You have a at the Big Ten, Michigan-Iowa on a Saturday night is also a very big game. These are not the flashy, sexy teams like Ohio State and all that. They're not in it. 
It's Michigan, Iowa, and it'll be it'll be a slugfest. Uh, tonight is the Pac-12 championship game, Utah, Oregon. This is really interesting. Oregon played Ohio State mm-hmm. earlier this year and beat them in Columbus, but then they faltered a little bit. Utah is the favorite. Now, they played this game in San Francisco, actually in Santa Clara. And Utah, a favorite going into this game. They played earlier this year in Salt Lake City, and Utah won 38-7. to Watch out in this one. Oregon, yeah. Oregon is pretty doggone good, folks, and they remember that game very well. That's just that's just one of them. Oklahoma State and Baylor is a big one tomorrow. There are some key games, and all of the bowl matchups will be affected by this. And incidentally, here's a little interesting fact that I found. There are a whole lot of bowl games. There are 42 on the schedule, 44 with the All-Star games and all this sort of thing. Of all the bowl games... The teams that are 6-6 six and six this year, inclusive of Missouri, all will play in bowl games. Is that too many? Well, hey, you if, decide for yourself. If uh, <laughs> Joe's Garage wants to sponsor a bowl game, guess what? There's going to be another one, so that's just the way it works. Well, there was one in San Francisco, well, Santa Clara, that got uh, postponed, actually canceled in September they threw in another one in Texas that hasn't even been named yet. <laughs> God, hey, guys, if you're listening, Ned Bull. Ned Bull. <laughs> uh, we've got a very interesting matchup for the Missouri State Bears tomorrow. we got a real good team coming in here that you don't normally see come through. Um, how do you like the Bears' chances? Well, the, the, the chances are a little bit better for uh, the Bears, and, and you're right about not seeing them in here very often. This is a nationally ranked team, and to my knowledge, it's the first nationally ranked team to play at JQH Arena. We may have had some at Hammond Center in the past, but in this one, Brigham Young, which had been ranked 12th and won't be next week because they did lose their game last, uh, well, two nights ago, but so did the Bears. Anyway, come in, both of them off losses. BYU, coming in from Provo, Utah, had been ranked 12th, lost to Utah Valley State. They're a pretty good team, but shouldn't be beating Brigham Young. Uh, That BYU team comes here for a 3 o'clock game. The Bears are coming off a conference loss to Illinois State on on Wednesday night. That one hurt. But uh, this game's tomorrow at 3, non-conference game. Big attraction, the BYU Cougars who are coming here. That'll be a very good game. Doubleheader at Drury. Both their teams are playing mm-hmm. against Rockhurst in its Hall of Fame weekend over at uh, Drury University. So we'll uh, we'll see. It should be should be a lot of fun and a lot of good basketball to see. It's that time of the year. That stuff starts rolling big time. Uh, do you think if the uh, Bears do get a win against BYU, this kind of makes up for some of the missteps earlier this season? It won't hurt. Yeah. Let's put it that way. But <laughs> well, when it comes time for if you're a, a team that's at large, you haven't won your conference championship. You're an at large team. The committee looks at that Southeast Missouri and then Illinois State. You lost to them? Well, you beat Brigham Young. Eh, but you lost those. Anyway, the it's loss a dicey, heavier. It's a dicey yeah, move. It, yeah. the, loss, the loss weighs heavier, which that really sucks. But whatever. All right, uh, Major League Baseball. So everything's locked up. Last time this happened, wasn't so good, was it? Well, it lasted, I think, 227 days, I think is the number. It lasted from August of 1994 until April the 2nd of 1995, the following year. And what ended it was not an agreement between the two sides. It was a judge's decision. The owners were hit with an unfair labor practice suit, which probably would have carried, and that would have cost them a lot of money. They they wanted to have that put aside, and the judge said, nope. We're not putting that aside. That's a that's a legitimate complaint. We're going to investigate it. 
So the judge also said, but you can start the season in three weeks. Of course, there was no spring training, so they had to give him time to warm up. Uh, start the season in three weeks, and we'll uh, maybe think about this a little bit later. Well, eventually, that's what that's what happened. They started the season three weeks later, so they only played 144 games in 1995. And that was all right. It was a baseball season, but there was a lot of acrimony, a lot of acrimony, and the fans were really disappointed. Attendance was 20% lower and still continued to be. Interesting factor, a little historical decision. The judge who made that decision was a federal judge in the New York City area named Sonia Sotomayor. She's now a, she's on the Supreme Court. Yep. Isn't that crazy? It is. But the fact of the matter remains, they've got to get this thing settled. Yeah, it's only day two, I know, and there's limited pressure, but the fans are already very upset about what might happen and that might happen would be spring training being effective you you are you're not doing yourself any favors if you uh, mess with it and uh the, one could argue what happened in 95 uh was kind of the beginning of the end of america's game as far as popularity goes well that's a very good point that you bring up mike because baseball quite honestly is not what football is no. pro football's the big one it's getting all of the limelight all of the fans baseball's attendance is down why part of it because of the pace of the game but much of it because of labor problems with which the public cannot identify. Yeah, and in in sports is a is kind of like a uh, inherited thing. You know, your your dad gets you into what he's into, and he got his dad got him into what he's into. And as generations grow older, and people get tired and fed up with things, those those alliances change. You know what I mean? So called tradition, and yep. when you interrupt tradition, mm-hmm. especially with older people. You have you've shot yourself. You screwed the up. Don't do it, guys. Hope you're listening. Uh, last but not least, uh, Chiefs got flexed for a Sunday night game against the Broncos. We talked about this last hour. I have high hopes, but it is a big game. It is a big game for both teams. It's always a big game, and uh, I think it's going to be a, a showdown. Ned Talk, speaking of showdown, starts at 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock, right here at uh, 104.7 The Cave. Uh, it does disrupt the schedule a little bit, but that's the way it should be. You know, when this first happened, Mike, I thought, why are they flexing this game? The Denver Broncos? Heck, if you're going to flex the Chiefs, why don't you do one with the Steelers or the Bengals or maybe the Raiders when they come in? But why the Broncos? Turns out that's a pretty good choice because this is going to be a very important game. They'll kick it off at 7.15, 7.20, somewhere in that vicinity, whenever the TV folks say, time to go. But the broadcast will be right here, and all of the broadcasting starts with Ned Talk at 5 o'clock. We have a nice little hour in there. Then join Art Haynes and company uh, on the 6 o'clock. That's the official network pregame show. And then it's on to football. It's going to be a great Sunday night. Another late night for us. Ned, have a wonderful weekend, sir. And to you, sir.